Hey everyone, welcome to The Geek Awakens, where the talk is geekier than doing this podcast for four years. I'm Mitch, and joining me tonight is Matt. Hello. Tabitha. Hello. Lydia. Hi. And Pickett. Hey, hey. Pickett is back from the dead, y'all. Well, I mean, he never really died. He says I love you. Yes. Oh. You, you, you want to do that? Just for old time's sake, pick it. Zombie! <laughs> like what you hear? Uh, then be sure to subscribe to us pretty much wherever you get your podcast, including uh, Spotify, CastBox, and Pos- Podcast Addict. Uh, really like what you hear? Then throw us some scratch on Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. <laughs> I don't think anybody says scratch anymore. I don't know what Whatever. year it is, but do people even have podcasts? Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm so glad to be back. <laughs> so, any questions, comments, or concerns, like how old is Mitch really? Then shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcasts at gmail.com. There's emails now? Wow. Wow. <laughs> or you can also do it by the uh, Pony Express. I guess that'll work too. <laughs> How about carrier pigeon? Does that work? I was about to say carrier pigeon, <laughs> okay, to be cool. honest. <laughs> so, tonight on the show, uh, <laughs> we're going to review a new title from Lion Forge, uh, talk about what we missed last month, and decide if Flash Gordon is a guilty pleasure or a dumpster fire. Uh, later on, we get thrown out of a Build-A-Bear for building a mercenary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, all right. So, to start things off, uh, it is that time of year again. Four years ago, we had our first try at you know doing this podcast uh, during the Illinois State Fair Parade. So even though I think we're like actually a week early, but the parade... Yeah, I think we might be a week from yeah. like when it was that four years ago, but it was right. roughly four years ago. Yeah, but like the fair is also like really early this year. It so, is. Hey, mm-hmm. whatever. In that time, we've gotten to talk to some awesome people and experience some awesome things. Uh, to every person and group who's granted us an interview, given us opportunities to cover their events, or even just given us a chance to listen, or or even just a chance or a listen. I wrote this, and I can't read. <laughs> anyway, thank you. Uh, we hope you'll stick around for at least a few more years. We're still not sure what they were thinking, but thank you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what is your problem? <laughs> so, um, finally, I just want to touch real quick uh, for something local that's going on because local is always awesome, especially when it's local and geeky. Uh, but the Crown Plaza in Springfield is going to be hosting the Springfield Comics Expo uh, presented by STL Comics. Um, I know we're going to try to be there on Saturday hanging out. So if you see us, be sure to say hi. I'm, I'm kind of pumped for this. I'm excited to see how they grow from last year's event. Um because last year was, I, I, I think it's something we kind of keep going back to. Like, we were all surprised at how successful it was. Yeah, and if they're just going to keep growing every year, it's just going to be incredible. So, kudos yes. to those guys. So, speaking of cons, uh, Matt, you've got some info on a uh, Cabin Fever mini con coming? I do. Um, so, my mom actually happens to work at the library in Dubuque, Iowa, which is the Carnegie Stout Public Library. Um, and they do a mini con of their own. This year, it is going to, well, next year, actually. <clears throat> Uh, Saturday, January 25th, 2020. They call it the Cabin Fever Minicon. Um, but they re- they actually just announced some really big news for them. Uh, Shauna McGuire, the author, most known for the Encrypted series and the Wayward Children book series, is going to be their uh, meet and greet signing. Um, so it's only kind of a one-day thing. 
They've got more details coming as they get closer to the event. Check that out. Uh, it Sean McGuire is a huge name for a library to get for a, like a mini con like this. So it's going to be cool. It's going to be fun. Already planning on going myself. So nice. Um, think they'll throw some press passes. I mean, oh, I'm sure I can probably work that out. <laughs> you you know somebody? I do. I do. I got I got an in. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> And and where can people find out more about this? Uh, Facebook, uh, just find search the Carnegie Stout Public Library, and uh, it's on their main page. They don't have a page set up for the con itself, but all the information will be through the library's page. So, Tabitha, you've got some information on a little bit of sad news that happened this week. Um, as we shared on our Facebook page on Tuesday, um, Tony Morrison passed away at the age of eighty-eight. Um, this was a huge hit. I mean, to the literary community, like granted, she's an 88 year old woman, but every time one of these greats passes away, it's just, it's makes it a little bit harder because it's never easy to see them go, even though, you know, it's coming. She was the author of jazz, beloved Sula tar baby. And my personal favorite, the bluest eye, which meant the world to me when I was a kid. Um, the world did. They lost a giant, but she left behind beautiful, wonderful words. So at least we have that. We do. All right. So a lot of big things happened while we were gone. Um, in case you hadn't been paying attention, we took like a month and a week off. So yeah, <laughs> people, people everywhere freaked out both in good and bad ways over Halle Bailey being cast as Ariel. Uh, the Walking Dead surprised everyone with ending its comic book run, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. also announced that the show would be, uh, be coming to an end. So with that, uh, we want to spend just a couple minutes on a segment that we are calling... So what did I miss? <laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> not gonna lie, we that's part... own the rights to that song. <laughs> that's why I only played like a couple seconds of it. Cool. <laughs> I approve. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Same. That's part of the reason why I wanted to do this. Like cards on the table. Like. <laughs> so. Um, so anyway, um, the first thing during uh, San Diego Comic Con, uh, Marvel had their big panel and they released what Phase Four is going to be. Uh, just a quick rundown of the ten movies and Disney Plus series that will be. Um, Released during this time, uh, Black Widow is coming out May 1st, 2020, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Fall of 2020, uh, The Eternals, November 6th, 2020, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, February 12th, 2021, uh, WandaVision, Spring 2021, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, May 7th, 2021, uh, which that's, uh, they're billing that as like the MCU's first horror movie, so that's going to be interesting. What? Yeah. Um, I'm actually really excited about that one. Yeah, which it kind of kind of makes me worried a little bit because what's that mean for the New Mutants? Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Uh, <laughs> what New Mutants? Yeah. So also being released, uh, Loki in spring of 2021. What if? Also summer of 2021. Uh, Hawkeye of 20 fall of 2021, and Thor: Love and Thunder uh, November 5th, 2021, which is going to see um, Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor. I'm very pumped for that. <laughs> or as my sister pointed out to me the, yesterday, that uh, Jane uh, has a PhD, so she really should be Dr. Thor. Yeah, she should. Oh. Just saying. Yeah. She's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, Kevin Feige also did uh, 
make an announcement at the end saying that he didn't have time to address where the Fantastic Four or the X-Men would end up. Um, but they did also announce uh, Blade, which will have uh, Mahershala Ali. So, Sweet. Uh, also, kind of what we've learned from this, too, is the series that are going to be on Disney Plus are going to directly tie into the movies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the current MCU television properties don't really have that much interaction with the movies, these will. So I am pumped for that. I can't wait to give Disney more of my money. Because <laughs> <laughs> they need it. Uh, Tabitha, what happened in your corner of the world? Um, Guys, we're getting a Hitchhiker's Guide series on Hulu. Woohoo! Right? Uh, maybe. Um, um, the showrunner is going to be uh, Carlton Cuse uh, that's do- that did lo- uh, Lost and is going to be doing Lock and Key. Okay. Um, the writer is Jason Fuchs, who did Wonder Woman. Oh. Um, they will write, executive produce, and show run the series. It's a, and I quote, modern updating of the classic story. So not many details yet, but <laughs> modern updating makes me nervous because why mess with perfection? But both Cuse and Fuchs are huge fans of the books. Okay. So that alleviates my concern a little bit, yeah. but it's coming. I'm excited. I think I'm just going to live with the mantra, don't panic until <laughs> I see a trailer. Yeah, Fair enough. Because, I mean, if you know, if, if you want to go down that rabbit hole, I mean, the, the movie that came out, you know, gosh, I was going to say a few years ago, but it's been way it's longer been than that. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could argue that that was a modern updating of it. Yeah, true. So if they go that route, I mean, I think it'd be in safe hands. Yeah. So, um, Matt, what about for you? Um, so we got some news while we were gone that uh, Josh, Joss Whedon's series, The Nevers, uh, has added some fairly decent sized names to the casting. They announced 12 different names. Uh, probably the three biggest ones to take note of are Olivia Williams, who was in Star's counterpart and was also the mom, I believe, in Sixth Sense. Um, Amy Manson, who was in Torchwood. And Nick Frost, who's done all those movies with Simon Pegg, you know, Shaun of the Dead, etc. Um, among the twelve names, hey Pickett, have... yes, okay, yep. <laughs> among those twelve names added to the cast, um, again, the Nevers is a series about Victorian women who find themselves with unusual abilities, relentless enemies, and a mission that might change the world. So, Joss Whedon. 12 more casting names to this series. I'm still excited for this. And we talked about this series before, right? Yes. Yep, when it was if announced. I, and if I remember correctly, I was kind of like, I need to know more information. Mm-hmm. This little bit of information, I mean, I'm not completely in, but like I'm 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 towing the water. I'm like, "Huh, this 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 might sound interesting." Right? So, um Lydia, you're going to be the killjoy in I this. I know, I'm sorry. But I guess you're a necessary killjoy right now. I'm not sure how to take that. I mean, just because, I mean, we still do need to talk about these things. We do. Um, So a couple um, people passed away, um, actually within two days of each other. Uh, They both were voice actors in the Kingdom Hearts series, one for the English dub and one for the Japanese dub. Um, The July 28th, uh, Yu Shimaka passed away. He voiced Goofy in the Japanese versions of Kingdom Hearts, as well as other things relating to Goofy, like the Goofy movie that was Japanese dubbed. He was Goofy. He was also in a whole bunch of other animes and things like that. And uh, July 26th, we lost Rusty Taylor, who voiced Minnie Mouse. 
She voiced Minnie Mouse from 1986 until she passed away. Wow. As well as many, many other things. Um, she, sorry to catch you off, but yeah, yeah she she voiced uh, quite a few characters in The uh, Simpsons as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, she's got a whole long list, but I think Minnie was probably one of the, at least for me, that is most well known. And that one made me really sad. And then I had a split second of like happiness because then I thought of Wayne Alwine, who passed away in 2009, whom she was married to, who voiced Mickey Mouse for 32 years. So they voiced Mickey and Minnie together. So I had that split second of, oh, Mickey and Minnie are together again. So thanks for uh, breaking us down, Lenny. I'm sorry. (laughs) Now now I'm crying. So there's that. Great. Well, I guess we're just going to end this show now. Good night, guys. Just kidding. Just kidding. So, um, we got a chance to read uh, No Ivy League. Hey, Mitch. Yes. Yes. So, I forgot to post my thing. Oh, you do have a thing. I do. Okay. I'm just a loser. It's okay. You're not a loser. Can you, like, pick us back up a little? Pick it, please. Yeah. Pick us back up. I'll do my best. Uh, so I will be talking a little later on about the Samsung Unpacked event, but before that event, Samsung made a, uh, came up with an announcement regarding their some Samsung Galaxy Fold phones, which we had all assumed at this point was dead. Uh, it is not dead. As a matter of fact, they look for it to be released as of next month. Oh, wow. Really? They've strengthened it, uh, added some new supporting uh, uh, metal supports underneath the screen, and so on and so forth. A lot of the issues they were having are uh, they they think they've fixed, so we'll see all right. So we'll we'll see how that unfolds. Um, uh, and there it is. <laughs> I got stuck in all these cords trying to get to my bell. <laughs> Why does it not surprise me, though, that he's the first shame of the night after we come back from a break? Why does that not surprise me? I'm just glad that it was me because I meant when we were testing everything, I meant to have you do a shame to see how that was going to come in. Way to go. So Well, now you know, we I guess. We got that test. So... <laughs> It was all part of his master plan, Mwah. so he says. <laughs> so anyway, so like I was saying, uh, we got a chance to read No Ivy League from Lion Forge. It is a uh, graphic memoir by uh, Hazel uh, Hazel Reed uh, New Levant. This is going to come out in comic book shops August 21st and in bookstores September 3rd. So not going to be like spoiler heavy by any stretch of the imagination, but... Uh, but yeah, but this basically this uh, like I said, it's a graphic memoir. So it tells the story of uh, a summer in Hazel's teenage years, where basically she just uh, she takes this summer job and she learns a lot about not only herself and her life, her upbringing, but also the world around her. Uh, I I know I've said before, we've all said before how the uh, memoirs that Gra- Lion Forge puts out have always been really well done and just fantastic stories i think this one is uh, in that same vein uh and it's really it's it's a beautiful story of just about a girl like getting out of her comfort zone yeah i agree this one really kind of hit home with me a lot because i was homeschooled too so a lot of the things that she kind of learns like as far as social interactions and things like that like i've been in that situation and that just the way it was written hit me really hard. So it was really cool to kind of see <clears throat> someone else grow up that way and see their take on it and how they learned basically to interact with normal people. 
I will say this, uh, probably a big difference between you and Hazel, um, because I learned this about you when we were doing uh, that murder mystery show mm-hmm. a few years ago. Uh, and I don't remember what song it was, but it was a 90s song that you had never heard of because you were homeschooled. Hazel was, loved 90s music. Yeah, she's like way in depth <laughs> with all the like old school music. I Well, see, the difference is I was a different kind of old school music. I was like the country shite. She's got all the like hip hop and rap and that kind of stuff. So the, fair, Okay, fair I mean, enough. I mean, yeah. I think it was Tootsie Roll. I think that was the song. I think so. Yeah. Like I'd heard it, but I didn't know it well. Don't yeah. give me that look. <laughs> <laughs> um, who's giving looks? Wait, who's giving looks? Take who a guess. Think? Yeah, who do you think? Oh, it's Tabitha. <laughs> <laughs> if my mouth doesn't say it, my face will. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I I love this book. Tabitha, so you know. uh, what do you think? Um, I really like this. I really like the simple art and the like really heartfelt story. And like we've talked before, um, these memoirs that they keep putting out are are just phenomenal. I was homeschooled for one year, and that was all of it I could take. So props. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, what about you? Um, I. Yeah, again, just kind of echoing what everybody else has said. But also, one of the things I really liked about this was just because of the diverse cast of the book, there was basically something that I think everybody or anybody could relate to, especially when it comes to that high school awkward social interactions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was, you know, boys and girls interacting or different races or. Whatever it was, there was there was some sort of social interaction that I think we probably all could easily relate to. Um, and again, I think it's just one of those strong points of these Lion Forge memoirs. Yeah. One of the cool things, too, about this particular one uh, was after the story was done, Hazel then, like, spends, like, a few pages, like, just kind of, like, taking us, like, behind the scenes mm-hmm. and, like, showing us how she created this, you know, this story and everything and how, you know, how she developed it and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, fun read, quick read. Uh, but yeah, so check that out. Like I said, that's going to come out. You can find it at comic book shops, August 21st. So, um, all right guys. So it is time for this month's installment of guilty pleasure or dumpster fire. How excited are you? Pick it. Very. For this month's guilty pleasure or dumpster fire, we decided to, (laughs) that's right. Uh, we decided to uh, discuss the 1980 cult classic Flash Gordon, starring Sam J. Jones as Flash. <laughs> That's enough. Thank you. <laughs> Once again, we don't own the rights to that song. <laughs> um, Melody Anderson as uh, Dale Arden, Max von uh, Saito as uh, Ming the Merciless, and Topol as Hans uh, Zarkov. Zarkov. There we go words um currently it's sitting at 82 percent on rotten tomatoes with a 69 percent audience score uh so after watching this movie one question remains is flash gordon a guilty pleasure or a dumpster fire uh, basically we've got three well four questions first one um what's wrong with this movie tabitha we're gonna start with you on this one because i know that though this was your idea <laughs> This particular movie was your idea, so. Uh, I would love to say that there's absolutely nothing wrong with this movie because I love this movie, (laughs) but it's a lie. Um, It's hokey. Um, The female lead in this movie is literally just there to spoon over Flash and for them to develop a relationship in the time it takes to fly from Earth 
to wherever they end up. Um, the plot doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'm fully aware. And the storyline progresses like super rapidly. And there's some fairly blatant racism floating around in this movie. Um, so, I mean, there's a laundry list of things that are wrong with it. I will say this about the female lead, Dale. When we first meet her with mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, in the plane and everything, and she talks about how much she hates flying and everything, I was like, I felt that in my soul. <laughs> right, but at the same I, time. I, I, I feel you, girl. At the same time, they hit turbulence, and she unbuttons her seatbelt <laughs> to jump into his arms. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm going to need you to think logically with me for like two seconds. <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> Matt, what was wrong with this movie for you? That it didn't win any awards for costuming and set design. I mean, that's phenomenal. I mean, the color schemes alone. It was just eye candy. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. That's the best part. Oh, no. <laughs> um, Pickett, what, what didn't work about this movie for you? Okay, so for me, the biggest problem is the sound effects. Um, like when the, the plane was like, was like having some issues, uh, and like going down or whatever, like I just heard the same over and over and over and it just, I lost it. I couldn't, the sound effects killed me. So. You mean like when they were pushing the buttons and they were like the actual sounds from a telephone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it's, all, it's all just, there are a lot of things, but that, that was one thing that actually stood out to me really hardcore. For, for me, it was the continuity errors with this movie. Like, in the very beginning, like, they've never heard of Earth or whatever, but then they, like, press all these buttons for natural disasters, one of them being an earthquake. So you don't know what an Earth is, but you know what an earthquake is. Like, come on. Um, also, when, um, when Flash and Ming's daughter are in the jet or whatever... And she's teaching him how to fly it. She says that. <laughs> <laughs> I did the exact same thing. <laughs> she's like, yeah, you, you, uh, like, you know, control the direction but with your left hand and the altitude with the right. And he just reverses it. <laughs> yep. Like, the, the next thing he does is get it wrong. Like, okay, cool, Flash. But that's the thing. He didn't get it wrong. Because it still did what, what he wanted it to do. It's just not what she told him it did. Yeah. We were literally watching it. And I was like. Uh, that controls left and right, not altitude. <laughs> like I had to, I had to rewind and make sure that I wasn't wrong. <laughs> nope, just flash. Um, also, and I don't know. I, I kind of put this in like my, my part of my redeeming qualities, but I guess this could also count as a continuity error. Again, these people know nothing of Earth, but in the wedding scene, somehow here comes the bride is still being played. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. I mean, maybe Dale taught them how to play it. Maybe. While she was like regretting her life decisions of getting on that plane in the beginning and ending up with a wedding that she doesn't want. <laughs> she be alright. <laughs> Lydia, what about for you? I mean, honestly, a lot of my issues with this was Dale. Like, okay, you're ma- you met on a plane. Ten minutes later, he's looking at somebody else like, hey, remember me? Like, you just met. <laughs> Chill your role, okay? Like, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, also speaking of Dale, and I'm I'm sorry, uh, but um, can we talk about how like when they first got you know on the rocket ship? I mean, Hans was like he was kind of being the bad guy in this in this situation, mm-hmm. you know, and like she and Flash have no reason to trust him. Yet they get on the you know they they get on this world and like she's hanging on him. 
Like, who are you, girl? Come on. She's afraid. But there was Flash right next to her. I don't know. I'm sorry. But like, if I'm being the damsel in distress here, like, I'm not, I'm not going to hang on the person who put me in that distress. I don't care how afraid I am. You're not wrong. So, Mitch, how often are you the damsel in distress? Just I curious. Mean, I guess, to be fair, I'm not often the damsel in distress. So, I, you, you're right. Maybe I don't know exactly how I would react in that situation. But... I hung on to a, I mean, str- just, a stranger like it might- on a roller coaster one time instead of my friend who was saying, sitting next to me. I feel like it might be a little insensitive of you to assume that you wouldn't hang on just anybody if you're actually in distress. Okay, that's fair. You, fair you, you raise a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> Lydia, were there any other uh, issues with this movie for you? I mean, some of those like creatures were nightmare fodder. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Just a few of them. Yeah. And I had like this this notebook page. I just kept writing things down on and I forgot to bring it. But I started out with like the music. I was like, ah, soundtrack equals perfection. And then by the end of the movie, I literally wrote, I revoke what I said. If I hear flash, whoa, one (laughs) more time. (laughs) I swear to God, I'm going to hurt somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that was another thing, too. Yeah, because, like, in the credits, it even says how, like, the, the soundtrack, it's composed and performed by Queen or whatever. Yes! And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, because I had never seen Flash Gordon before. I mean, I knew what it was, but whatever. So, like, I was like, oh, cool. It's going to have, like, Queen songs in it. Like, oh, mm. right. nope, nope, that was all. That was nope. it. Just that nope. one nope. song, and then they repeat Queen's that song. one line, yeah. like, 50 billion times yeah. during the last big, like, I guess you'd call it a fight scene, but yeah. whatever. That's something. <laughs> so, um, so... Another question is like, how does this compare to any previous watches, uh, if applicable? Like I, like I just said, this was my first time watching it. My only other, only other time I've seen any kind of extended period of this was like in the first Ted movie because they cut to Flash mm. Gordon multiple times. But that's about it for me. Um, I know Tabitha, you've seen this movie multiple times. Um, how did how did watching it this week compare to? Other times. Um, I don't know how to answer this because this is the only time I've ever watched this movie sober. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that is a well, comparison. That's, that's I, a didn't en- I didn't enjoy it any less, <laughs> but I don't know how it compares. So maybe it's the same. I don't know. Um, I don't think I ever realized like how like overtly sexualized this movie is until right? we were watching it. And I was just like, oh, God, yes. Did I pay attention? Did I pass out by this time? Like, <laughs> do you have too much of that drink? That uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. the she gives her before she, yeah. the emperor comes in. Which yeah, is no. basically like, if memory serves, like I don't know, is it is it basically a roofie? It's I mean, basically a roofie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. So, <laughs> um, was this a repeat view for anybody else? No. 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 Okay. Cool. No, but I say this, this was my first time watching it. But I put the DVD in, and it started on the menu with all the little like clips and stuff. And I just went, "Oh boy." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, all right. So let's talk about any redeeming qualities that this movie might have. Uh, Pickett, let's start with you on this one. Uh, biggest redeeming quality, while overplayed, Queen. Okay. Okay. Um, Lydia, what about for you? Uh, honestly, the biggest like redeeming quality for me was the couple of like musical people that were there because I didn't know Topol was in it for one thing. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden I was just like, ha, Tevia. <laughs> but then later on I'm watching and I'm like, 
That's Riff Raff from Rocky Horror. Okay, where'd he come from? <laughs> so, like, those two things, and then there there are some little, like, quirky things throughout it that I liked, like, um, Zarkov being like, don't you have any spirit? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for your honesty, dude. I, I appreciate you. <laughs> uh, Matt, what about for you? Um, the soundtrack... I, I really actually did enjoy it. I mean, it it was Queen and it was it was excellent. Um, but uh, I don't know. I might have to go with the uh, the appearance of uh, James Bond, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> so um, for me, I just like I did still find myself laughing. I'm not for sure if I was laughing at it or with it, <laughs> but I still found myself laughing quite a few times. Uh, I know, like, in a little bit of research that I did leading up to it, uh, people kept describing it as it, be- it being, like, intentionally campy. And it's like, I'm not for sure if it was actually intentionally campy. Because, like I said, this came out in 1980. So, like, none mm. of us were alive yet. Um, so, or at least, like, the people talking. I mean, somebody listening, you might have been alive at that point. <laughs> but whatever. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm not for sure if it was actually intentionally campy or if they realized how awful it really was. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we totally meant to do that. Totally. <laughs> Right, guys. Right. <laughs> uh, Random off topic, but can we just talk about the dude like melting and his like eyeballs and tongue just like spewing yeah. out of his face? Why was that necessary? I don't know. I mean, why not? <laughs> yeah, I can think sounds, of a like, lot it of reasons. Sounds to me like somebody had a little bit of extra money left in their special effects budget. <laughs> and what can we do? Like, I got the perfect idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think I think if I ever do watch this movie again. I think I'm going to take the Tabitha route and be drunk <laughs> under the influence of something. Yes. <laughs> um, Tabitha, what were redeeming qualities for you? I mean, you guys know I love this and I don't know if I love this because it's like, just like one of those things I watched in college when I was having fun and it's a nostalgia thing. Or if I like the fact that it's campy, cause I like a good campy sci-fi movie. They're my favorites. Um, but I will say, we watched the entirety of Flash Gordon. Mm-hmm. We only watched about half of the bat nipples. <laughs> we did. Oh. Okay. So I'm just so going to... you I'm cheated gonna, last time is uh, what I'm hearing. I'm just going to leave it at that. <laughs> um, I had seen that movie multiple times. Um, I, just, I don't know. I think this is a phenomenal piece of terrible movie <laughs> history. So, um, all right. So... Now it's time for the ultimate question. Is Flash Gordon a guilty pleasure or a dumpster fire? Pickett, let's start with you. I'm going to call this one a guilty pleasure. Okay. I think it's a dumpster fire. Lydia. I also think it's a dumpster fire. I'm sorry, Tabitha. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not personally offended. <laughs> Tabitha, I know, we already know your answer, but oh. officially for the record. Yeah, this is definitely a guilty pleasure movie for me. Matt. So despite the fact that I did not appreciate the campiness of the bat nipples, and that was a dumpster fire, there's something about this that is endearing, and I will definitely watch this again. This is a guilty pleasure for me. The guilty pleasures uh, went out, so Flash Gordon is a guilty pleasure. (laughs) If I ever have to watch this again, I'm definitely going to drink something first <laughs> highly recommend oh god it. yes <laughs> i maybe should have like warned all you guys and then you guys would be talking about how it was the best movie ever maybe not that far uh, but. maybe maybe that's what we can do for LodgeCon next year get wasted and watch yes flash gordon <laughs> again 
It's actually not a bad idea. It's not. You've had <laughs> worse ideas. <laughs> or we can start off sober, turn it into a drinking game, and then we just be plastered by the end. If we say, if we drink every time they say flash, oh. <laughs> we won't be able to move the next day. Right. Ugh. Sorry, Patrick. <laughs> Deepest apologies. Unless I'll be at the table, like, regretting life. So, like, last year. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Right. Or just, like, any given day of the week. True. Also true. <laughs> so, um, Pickett, uh, let's talk about uh, Samsung's Galaxy ten, uh, Note 10 unboxing or whatever. Wow. <laughs> You really butchered that. <laughs> um, I know you haven't been on the show for a while, Pickett, but my segues have not gotten any better. <laughs> He's not wrong. Well, that is obvious. <laughs> Sorry, my phone's being stupid. It's also a Samsung, so that does not bode well, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm sure it has the headphone jack, though. Unlike the uh, Note 10. For now... Hold on, sorry. Okay. I don't Samsung know what just happened Samsung takes my headphone well, jack. I'm going to be mad. Well, while you're pulling that up, um, since I kind of mentioned that so yeah so the note 10 does not have the headphone jack i know for me personally like i'm just a just a galaxy guy i flirted with the idea of getting notes every now and then a few months ago i was thinking like yeah i might i might upgrade to the note 10 why not give it a shot but i'm not saying it's a complete and total deal breaker but not having a headphone jack like Hi, guys. Like, I still own DVDs and CDs. Like, mm-hmm. granted, I don't use them very often, much like the headphone jack. I don't use that very often, but I want to still have it. That's right. just my take. Well, okay. So, it, it's tough because, unfortunately, this is becoming a trend amongst all cell phone providers. True. Uh, as, and I, don't, I, I, to this day, do not understand why. I don't need a thinner phone, so just leave the headphone jack where it is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Pickett likes his phones thick. Wow. (laughs) I I feel dirty. Shame, (laughs) just for making me feel super inappropriate. (laughs) Oh, wow. And I shared my caramels with you. Um, Okay, so a couple things. So it's the unpacked event, the Samsung unpacked event. Uh, It it is not exclusively to the Note. uh, It's other products as well, but it does focus primarily on the Note. The two other uh, things they did come out with uh, to tell us about were the Galaxy Book S, which is a super lightweight laptop. It's got about a 23-hour battery. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, it's touchscreen, and their, 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 their big thing right now is they're really moving to mobile computing, uh, meaning that you can compute from your phone, this, this S Book, so on and so forth. And the other thing they, they came out with was the Samsung Galaxy Watch Active 2. Nothing super fancy there. Uh, they're partnering with Under Armour for some of their stuff, and they have an Under Armour version of the device. Uh, but that's really all that, uh, that that we had for in terms of other things. Everything else was primarily focused on the Note 10 and the new Note 10 Plus. Now, when I heard about this initially, I'm like, oh, a Note 10 Plus. So we're going to make my big phone even bigger. <laughs> uh, but it really just looks like they're, they are going to make it a hair bigger, but really the Note is actually going to be smaller, and the Note... 10 plus is going to be uh, about this, the average growth rate for a, a new note. Hmm. Uh, so it really should have been like a note and a note mini. I don't know. Because <laughs> isn't the regular note, isn't that smaller than the original note? I think I read that somewhere. Uh, yeah, I believe so, yes. Yeah. Uh, it is actually a little bit smaller. The concept there is they wanted a phone that was a little smaller for people who like smaller phones, but really liked the S Pen and everything that the note 
brings to the table. Speaking of S Pen, they've upgraded their S Pen yet again. The last note came out with a... Sorry, I'm doing this all by memory because <laughs> my notes are gone, so just bear with me. Uh, the last note came out with the S Pen with Bluetooth technology and you know, recharges right in the phone. You could push the little uh, button on the S Pen, take a picture, and so on and so forth. Well, this one is upgraded a bit more. Now it's got accelerometers um, and such in it, so you can make gestures with your note, uh, your S Pen, and actually control your phone. You can turn your volume up, turn your volume down. You can scroll. Uh, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. And I mean, and, and I'm just barely scratching the surface. What you can do with the new uh, S Pen. So basically, what I'm hearing is I turned it into a wand. Ooh. Pretty much. Every time you, you say S Pen, that's how I say ESPN. <laughs> and so I'm like, what about ESPN? <laughs> What fun are we talking about? Uh, well, um, let's see. Uh, they did talk about uh, a partnership with Microsoft using DeX uh, to make your PC version of the phone. Like when you plug it into a DeX, you can use it like an actual computer. A DeX is a little device uh, that you just you dock your phone into, and it hooks up to a monitor, and it's got a keyboard and mouse and stuff, and it becomes basically a computer. They've had that for years. Now they've added the ability that you can just actually plug it in with your standard uh, USB-C cable to any computer, and you'll get that brought up on that computer. So that's kind of cool. Nice. But they are partnering with uh, Microsoft to uh, make things flow a lot easier and do a lot more. The, the Note 10 will have a super fast charger um, with, uh, you know, before now, uh, everything at best was a 25-watt charger. Um, now you can charge up to a 40, you, you can up to a 45 watt charger for super fast charging, meaning that a 30 minute charge will last you all day. Ooh. Um, hmm. which in itself is, is kind of a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Samsung's partnering with discord to, uh, do more, uh, social game experiences. You can now multiplayer game, uh, on the device while chatting, uh, and having conversations with people that you're playing with. In these multiplayer games nice. they've upgraded the camera yet again they always do it's always a big thing upgrading camera um but what they've done this time what i'm very excited about is um they've got a pro camera uh not just a pro camera for pictures now also a pro camera for videos you can live focus within a video Ooh, that's awesome yeah that in itself was it was a huge thing for me so i'm pretty excited about that also with this camera if you get the note 10 plus you can now, uh, they've got a, um, a depth of field camera. Now, that doesn't sound super exciting to some, but to me it's very exciting because with that depth of field camera, you can now take your phone and 3D scan an object. Whoa. Huh. Yeah. You can then select that object, and you can actually make a copy of it if you have a 3D printer. Another thing that you can do now with, uh, with that camera and with your S Pen is you can actually create filters just right on the phone, uh, it'll it'll just like Snapchat, it'll it'll move with you and such. Um, you if you 3D scan something, you can actually animate that with your body. Um, and last but not least, in terms of augmented reality, uh, is you can actually draw stuff and move around with your camera as you're drawing stuff, and it'll create a 3D something that when you go back and look at it, it's going to be there in 3D space. So an absolute ton ton of things uh, they've come out with for new. Uh, new and exciting things just for this phone. Uh, I'm not going to go into specs because... We're running you know, a long time. Right. <laughs> so I, I won't go into all the, the specs or anything like that, but uh, overall, super exciting uh, uh, phone situation. Uh, I, I've been on the fence for a long time because Samsung has not always 
the best at making things cool and new. They were doing really good for a long time, and they slowed down. Well, I, I feel like they've really jumped back into the the forefront of the uh, tech world with this new phone. Nice. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of those things sound cool, um, especially once you start talking about the AR stuff. It's like that sounds cool, but that's not something I'm ever going to use. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I don't know. Call me old fashioned, but man, that headphone jack—that's still going to be <laughs> that's still going to be a holdout for me. Oh. Agreed. But anyway, um, moving on, we're going to get to gut reaction. Um, we're going to do uh, do a little bit of fast paced here because there's still a couple other stories after gut reaction that I want to make sure that we talk about. Uh, the first one is going to be the uh, uh, new Carnival Row trailer. There is a new Carnival Row, tra- Row trailer out. Uh, full trailer, Amazon Prime. It is coming out Labor Day weekend. Basically, the give- this new trailer gives us more story elements. Um, we find out that there is not just uh, murder, but there is a heavy dose of mystery to go along with the murder. There is a love story, um, and there's kind of a twist to the murder mystery, if you will. Um, the Orlando Bloom's character apparently dies, but then is not, and turns out that he's going to be investigating um, these crimes. So... I I think it looks awesome. Um, I'm really intrigued to see how the uh, Victorian era and the and the, the Fay world um, kind of collide uh, and you know coexist, if you will. Hmm? Uh, I'm gonna go thumbs up. I don't know why I was. It's been a while. I forgot. It has been. <laughs> uh, Pika, what about you? Oh yeah, I'm I'm thumbs up with this one. It looks super cool. Yeah, uh, I remember being very meh when we saw the first like teaser trailer. What for the Super Bowl? I think mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this one looks. This new trailer looks awesome. Uh, I also I was digging the song that they had for the trailer. Uh, so yeah, so definitely thumbs up for me, uh, Lydia. I was interested in this when we saw the teaser trailer. So now to have more detail to it, like Matt said, I'm really interested to see how like the steampunky kind of meshes with the mystical so i'm excited for this thumbs up yeah very much so i agree with what lydia just said i'm interested to see how they make all of this work together i've been on board since day one because this kind of checks all my boxes so thumbs up uh we also got the first trailer for titan season two uh this trailer introduces uh superboy aqualad uh deathstroke and also crypto the super dog um Season two will also still have Dick Grayson, Starfire, Raven, and Beast Boy, um, as well as Donna Troy, Hawk, and Dove, who uh, had guest appearances in season one. Also, Donna Troy is rocking her classic Wonder Girl look. So, <laughs> um, Season two comes out September 6th, or premieres September 6th. Uh, I still have a minor distaste in my mouth from the season one finale, uh, but that said, I am so ready for this, uh, for this season. Lydia. I haven't gotten to watch the first season at all yet, but this makes me want to go and watch the first season because it just looks even darker and creepier and cooler. And yeah, I need to go watch it. So thumbs up. Tap them. Yeah, same. Among the plethora of other things I'm trying to watch, I now want to add season one of this to my list. (laughs) So thumbs up. Matt. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to detract a little bit just because as much as this does make me want to go back and watch season one and watch all of season two when it comes out. I'm still iffy on having to pay for the DC service in order to get this one show. So that alone, I'm going to go thumb sideways. Pick it. Um, I'm thumbs up. I, I was also not super thrilled with the end of uh, season one, but uh, I'm totally down to check out season two now. Thumbs up. Tabitha. Uh, 
Tabitha, let's go to the uh, Alamo Draft House. No, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> so if you remember last year, they did the same thing um, with the showing of It Chapter 1, where they had all clown showings. Mm-hmm. I don't okay. remember they did this. Yeah, we straight up talked about did this. Did we? Oh. I don't remember I remember this. we talked about other things, but I don't remember the... No, we talked about this okay. because yeah, I, I think mean, I brought it up. I remember us talking about like the all-female showing of something. Of or other. Wonder Woman. Yeah. I remember talking uh, about that, but I don't remember all clowns. Oh, they did clowns. Yeah, they did. A, but they only did two locations. So for Chapter 2, don't you guys worry, they're doing 17 locations. Um they're, you know, carrying on with this creepy tradition, but whatever. Um, their website is encouraging people to come dressed as a clown. The wig, the makeup, the oversized pants, and the suspenders. Needless to say, I will be avoiding this. Thumbs up for all the creepy clowns in the world. A thumbs down for the fact that you exist. <laughs> <laughs> Matt. Um, I mean, I love that they do these theme nights for these, for these movies. Um, I think that's Awesome. I, obviously great uh, marketing. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but this will not be a showing. I don't have an aversion to clowns, really, but this will still be a showing that I would avoid at all costs. But thumbs up on the idea. Pick it. Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a hard thumbs down for me. <laughs> and it's not because I have a, not because I have like a weird clown. Like, like Matt, I don't have a weird clown aversion or anything, but uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about this. I'm not saying that I would do this, but I love the idea. Thumbs up. Lydia. So as we were talking about this, I remember talking about this now because I remember my response, and it's going to be pretty much the same for this, which is thumbs up for the idea of doing this and the theme and all that, but thumbs down for all of my friends that don't like clowns because there's quite a few of them out there. Um, Pickett, let's get a Tesla. Yes, uh, I would love a Tesla, um, and they're trying to make it a little more enticing. I don't think this is like a big selling point for them. They're just adding stuff to their already existing uh, uh, onboard display software, and that is Netflix. Uh, you can now stream. You will be able to stream Netflix uh, while the car is in parked, in park, not parked, while the car is parked or in park. Either way, anyways. And uh, that's it. They they said they won't let it be a thing until like uh, like let it be a thing for like while you're driving. And so, like, there are some laws that they work through, which I'm like, yeah, it's not really a thing. We don't really need that. So I'm going to give this a thumb sideways, even though it's my story. I know. Uh, thumb sideways just because, it's like, okay, I get it, but eh, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. I sit in my car to watch movies. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I can understand with YouTube, like, especially, like, if you're waiting for somebody to, you know, come out of the grocery store or whatever, you know. I can understand watching a quick YouTube video, but, yeah, like, Netflix, not necessary. Thumbs down. Lydia. See, I was worried about this at first when I read this, but because of the driving part. But since you said it has to be in park, that kind of makes it better. But I can see this because I spend my lunch hour sometimes just watching Netflix. So I could see the necessity for this, but eh, I'm still going to go thumb sideways. Tampa. I'm also going thumb sideways because if I want to watch Netflix in my car, I'm going to watch it on my iPad and prop it up on my dashboard without having to buy a Tesla. There you go. <laughs> Seems a lot cheaper. <laughs> Penny pincher over here. <laughs> you guys know me. <laughs> Matt. I mean, my truck, if it's in park, I can put a DVD in the uh, stereo and watch a DVD on the screen. I have never taken advantage of that in the three plus years I've had the car. Um, so I can't imagine how often I would use this feature, even if I did have I mean, the money to Don't buy you keep your DVD Tesla? collection in the car? Oh, of course. Absolutely. They're just under the Gosh. front seat. What? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, going. No, no, Matt, th- those are those I'm, are CDs. Oh, those are CDs. <laughs> I'm going thumbs down on this idea. I think it's 
essentially just extravagant. Uh, Matt, you also have a Netflix story. I do. So Netflix has come out with a new contract, not just for the, not for shows or not for like to sign up for their service, uh, but for co-watching to help prevent binge watch related arguments. There are five points to the contract. One, I won't fall asleep. Two, I won't get distracted by my phone, causing the other person to rewind because I missed something. Three, I won't continue watching a show without the other person present. Four, I won't talk whilst the show is on. Yes, it does say whilst. And number five, in the event that I come across a spoiler, I won't share it with the other person. And there is a place for names and then for signatures on said contract. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the uh, the tongue-in-cheek nature of this. I don't know. I'll go thumbs sideways. Pick it. I've already done a thumbs sideways. I'm just going to do a thumbs down. It, it, it's a cool thought, but eh. <laughs> yeah. Um, there there are some of these that, that yeah, I can, you know, abide by, but, like, the, the won't fall asleep, like, I, I can't honor that part of the contract. <laughs> I do that on the regular. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to, for my own legality, I'm going to have to go thumbs down. Lydia. So this is, a real, this is funny to me because I could see this being useful for some people because I've actually had where I started watching a show that they didn't want to watch and then they started watching it with me and then they passed me. <laughs> so... I, I would I would use this <laughs> absolutely thumbs up tap them yeah I agree with Mitch there are some parts of this that I would totally utilize like the not getting distracted by your phone and then having t- having me explain what just happened on the TV and then I have to pause it and then I'm angry um, but I can't control when I fall asleep which is always so yeah maybe take that part out of the contract <laughs> yeah. but other than that I'm a napper <laughs> yeah honestly if that if the falling asleep part wasn't in the contract then I'd be totally on board because look. When Megan and I are watching TV or whatever, and she falls asleep, I get to watch what I want. (laughs) It's my turn. It's great. So, uh, Tabitha, let's go to Broken Earth. So, N.K. Jemison's Broken Earth trilogy is being made into a television show, which we talked about before. Don't Mm -hmm. know if you guys remember that, because you don't remember anything. Um, (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, That was previously announced, and now we know we're getting a role-playing game. Um, it's coming out from Green Ronin Publishing, being released in the fall of 2020. Um, N.K. Jemison herself is actually working with Green Ronin to create the game. Um, this game, I don't know how much you guys know about this book series, but um, it is very important in today's political and environmental climates. Um, the series is based in a world of constant natural disasters, tornadoes, earthquakes, Volcanoes, the All like. Stuff that, that the people in Flash Gordon shouldn't know about. Earthquakes Correct. on Earth. <laughs> Earthquakes on Earth, yes. Um, but it's also combined with an incredibly unstable governing body. So mm. the time is nigh. <laughs> I'm giving this a is thumbs up. Nigh. <laughs> uh, Matt, what about you? Um, I'm going thumbs up. I love the fact that some so many of these book series have such in-depth worlds that you could create a game system based around it. So having the opportunity to do that, I think is an awesome idea. So definitely thumbs up. Pick it. Yeah, I, yeah I'm a thumbs up with this. I, I I don't follow any of it. I don't know anything about it. But I'm, I love games. I love gaming. And the idea that there's just going to be a new game, I'm always down for. Yeah, this sounds really interesting. I don't know that it's something that I will do. But, uh, but yeah, thumbs up. Lydia. I know nothing about this series, but... 
I want to look into it now. And I like that they're giving kind of another uh, genre of nerd access to it. Right. So thumbs up. All right. Uh, so it's been announced that Andy Serkis is going to direct uh, the Venom sequel. Uh, he posted an image of himself with a copy of the story Venom Lethal Protector to break the news. You know, I'm going to give this a thumbs up. Venom was a lot better than a lot of people were going to give it credit for. And somebody like Andy Serkis attached to it. I'm I'm interested. So, Lydia. Sorry, I'm distracted. That's totally a chainsaw. <laughs> we feel like we're getting murdered. It's yeah. just our neighbor across the way and down one it's okay sorry anyway he does this. Um, <laughs> he does this. again haven't seen the first venom but andy circus is pretty much always a win so thumbs up Tabitha. yeah i did not think that i was going to like the venom movie until i watched the venom movie and then i was like <laughs> i like the venom movie so andy circus can basically do no wrong so i'm just assuming this is going to be just as good if not better than the first one matt yeah, I'm just going to echo everybody else's points. Um, but also the inclusion of Andy Serkis and the hint that they gave to possible character for the second one at the end of the first movie, uh, definitely thumbs up to see what he does with that. Pick it. Uh, yeah, thumbs up. I, I love Andy Serkis. Uh, and uh, I was not the biggest fan of Venom, but I also fell asleep. <laughs> Good thing it wasn't on Netflix. Should... Right, right. But uh, yeah, I'm totally down, totally down. Tabitha, let's talk about Cersei. So HBO Max has ordered eight episodes of Madeline Miller's Cersei. And I actually squealed like a tiny little girl when I saw this happening. Um, Cersei is a book that was released this year um, that is a reimagining of the Greek tale of Cersei from the Odyssey, um, daughter of Helios and a water nymph, I think. Um and in the book, it tells her story of how she got banished to the island. This is the witch that Odysseus encounters on his journeys. Anyway, I have read 84 books this year. I read Madeline Miller's book, The Song of Achilles, in January, and it is still holding the top place of anything I've read this year, followed immediately by Cersei. So we have no casting date. We have no casting. We have no release date. We have no details. But I am stoked. Giant thumbs up. The only way I'd be more impressed is if this was actually going to be the Song of Achilles coming out and I got to do the casting. <laughs> Matt. Um, I have not read Cersei, but I have read the the first one, the uh, Song of Achilles. Um, it's fantastic. Um, I am excited to get to the point where I can read Cersei. Um, this, sh- as long as the casting and everything goes well, this should be phenomenal. Uh, so going thumbs up. Pick it. I mean, I'll go thumbs up. Just again, new stuff is always a thing for me. So, um, I'm gonna go thumbs sideways only because um, I don't do Greek Greek mythology. It's never really interested me that much. Uh, I remember having to read that a couple of times in high school, and it's just like those were the moments where it was like the most boring for me. <laughs> um, but that said, thumbs sideways because y'all are happy about it, uh, Lydia. See, I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to go thumbs up because you're happy about it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you make me feel special. Matt, let's talk about Continental. Uh, so there is, Stars is going to be, is working on a, essentially a spinoff of John Wick. Uh, it is going to be centering on the hotel, which is used by the underground syndicates, which is called the Continental. So things will take place in and around said hotel. It's going to be a prequel series. 
uh, but it will not release at this point until after John Wick 4, which is scheduled for 2021. For me, I know Mitch didn't really care for John Wick um, and being nice. other people, um, but there are some fantastic ideas in regards to the underground syndicates um, and the centering around the hotel. I'm super excited about this. I think it's going to be awesome. There's also a possibility that Keanu may uh, cameo. So thumbs up. Pick it. Yeah, I mean, I I keep going thumbs up here. I just, I don't have a lot of, I just like everything today. <laughs> <laughs> so nice of you. I really hate that I live in this like parallel universe where everyone has just been entranced by this piece of garbage that was John Wick. Um <laughs> So, wow. so really <laughs> preach. So the fact that we are getting like a series based in this world and that is also gonna be on stars, like for, for a hot second I actually had the stars app and like I had canceled my service with stars before I heard about this, but I would have canceled it once I heard about this. Um, wow. thumbs wow. down. <laughs> Lydia. So I'm realizing how much stuff I haven't seen because I haven't <laughs> seen any of the John Wick movies. Don't don't bother. bother. Oh. <laughs> don't watch the first one. You won't be able to handle it. I'm not kidding. Okay, good to know. Um, but so much yeah. hatred. Yes. <laughs> so since I know like nothing about the series and like there's like fifty fifty in the room of what of, of how these movies are, I'm just gonna go thumb sideways and hope nobody hurts me. <laughs> Have Just know that you're wrong. Okay. But it's okay. Nobody's killing your dog. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I mean, oh. how is that a spoiler at this point? It's not a spoiler. That's a, just go. Never. I can't. <laughs> that was the worst thing I've ever had to witness in, an, in an, a movie. I can't even talk in my entire life. Like, I love action movies action movies are my guilty pleasure that moment if i could have literally driven to wherever everyone who had anything to do with that movie ever existed and burned their homes to the ground i would have so basically you would have been john wick (laughs) correct (laughs) hence the motivation for the movie i'm gonna murder you (laughs) hey thumbs down (laughs) and 12 shames for matt I'm just going to add one to your, like, rage shame and call it a day, okay? How's how's that sound? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we are already over on time. There is one last story that I want to talk about, uh, mostly because I already hyped it in the beginning of uh, this episode. (laughs) So... um, So, Matt, let's talk about what Build-A-Bear did. Uh, so Build-A-Bear likes to stay with the times and release new bears that you can make that have to do with popular pop culture, pop culture, right? Makes sense. Right. So they did, you know, um, they've done stuff for Lion King. They did Pokemon. They've done, you know, how to train a dragon. Well, they might've crossed the line with the last one that they just, just announced. Uh, you can go in. And build your own Deadpool bear. Now, the moment that this was released, the internet obviously went crazy. Because, let's just put it this way, Deadpool is not appropriate for children. No. Right? Really? Which is 
Build-A-Bear's target audience. And me. <laughs> see, <laughs> see now, I, I see both sides of this story because I have two young boys and they have a number of different Build-A-Bears. But my seven-year-old has never seen Deadpool. He won't, he won't see it for quite a long time. But he's seen the commercials. He knows who the character is. He loves Deadpool. He would absolutely flip if he got to make a Deadpool bear. Is it is the character in general appropriate for him in his age? No. No, not at all. Well, here's the thing, though. It, the Deadpool that we have now isn't the only version of Deadpool. There's been Deadpool in the various cartoons and stuff, too, that they've toned down. True. That so is true. It's not just the sex, guns, kill everybody, like mercenary that we see now with Ryan Reynolds' version. There's other more tame versions that kids do know. That's true, and I see that point. Um, I don't know. The, you know, obviously the internet jumped on this because the most recent version is <laughs> not appropriate for children. Even the PG-13 is yeah. not really. The, the most recent and also, by and large, the most well-known. Mm-hmm. True. Right, but yeah. I wonder, like, have there been, like, any petitions against Build-A-Bear for... I'm sure for, there are. You know, giving kids access to <laughs> this devil figure or whatever? I don't know. Quite possibly. I haven't looked, so I'm not sure. See, this whole thing, this whole thing is just ridiculous. Like, there's there's always got to be something for the parents. If, if it's a kid something, like it's a kid show or a kid movie, they got to throw something in there for the parents. And in my, in my mind, this is what they're doing. Like, look, you guys are coming here and drop $8,000 on a bear. You might as well have your own Deadpool bear while you're here. I could see that. Yeah. 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 I wonder, like, are they are they still selling it? Did they pull it or anything? Uh, as far as I know, it's still available. You can buy it online. Oh. Wow. Why would why would you get a Build-A-Bear online? I mean, isn't half the fun of Making getting a Build-A-Bear? Bear. Uh, no. You get the bear and you don't have to deal with the parents who can't control their children and let them run amok, amok, amok and knock everything over and dig through the bears and throw them everywhere. I have never seen children misbehave like I've seen children misbehave inside of a -a (laughs) Build-A-Bear. Like it's like they walk in the door and they're like must destroy and they just like start (laughs) raging. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's not the children's fault. So on another note, though, if we can find like a chill day where there's not a bunch of demon spawn running around, we should totally make a Geek Awakens trip to the we'll mall to and go to Build-A-Bear. On our lunch break in the middle of the school week. Right. Sounds good. Perfect. <laughs> Let's do it. Can we Can we like make our own, like make like ourselves? Nope. We could try. Like in bear form. I know, but we don't want to make ourselves it would be obviously we would draw names and you would make somebody else because that's way more fun i approve let's do it okay then <laughs> yeah wait has everybody seen this build-a-bear though seriously yeah yes. it's pretty it's cool cute. looking yeah it's pretty adorable doesn't it's he freaking adorable yeah. it's also sold out online Aww. that doesn't surprise me womp, womp. it's gonna be like that princess diana beanie baby right i was i was gonna come up with Something that was going to get me shame belled, but I'm going <laughs> to. Two gonna wasn't enough for you tonight? No. Um, so that is all the time we have for this episode of The Geek Awakens. Uh, special thanks to Emmanuel Cannon for our new theme, as well as Shane McCain for our new logo. 
Uh, we'll be back next week, but in the meantime, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter, where we'll be posting news throughout the week. Uh, while you're there, give us some feedback and tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Uh, from all of us at the Eco Awakens, thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be back next week. Everybody, say bye. Bye.